Hello and welcome to Weird Parents, the podcast where we talk about how weird it is being a parent. My name's Coop and I'm joined by my very snotty wife, Sammy. Hello. <laughs> also known on Instagram as Pop Punk Pets and Parenthood. All right. How are you? I... And, um, be honest. I have a, I have some weird sinus. Well, I have whatever you had and you've given it to me. Yeah. I've got a sinus thing going I on. I had a block sinus. Neggy, neggy COVID test. Yeah. Um, which okay. would lasted for a couple of days. Like went away. Cold. It was horrible. Um, then it came back when we were recording last week. Yeah. So I sounded a bit wheezy then, but then it hit you as well. It's hit me bad, doesn't it, this week? Hit me yeah. bad. But I think I'm coming to the end of it because I'm the same as you were. I'm just on one side now. Yeah. But it's really painful, really painful under like under my eye. And you can't take decongestions. And I can't take decongestions. Well, no, I'm allowed to take very small amounts of paracetamol if need be. So a little bit annoying. So, yeah, we're all pissed off, stressed. So it's probably going to make a really good episode for you guys because today we're talking about pet peeves with other parents and yeah. why they suck no well, God, the way you've just worded that is just going to make us sound like judgmental assholes. no I will, we'll get into it but like there's things that happen aren't there and things that other parents do which irk you because of your own biases yeah and it should be one of the, you should word it in a way of it's like one of the hardest things about being a parent can sometimes be other parents yeah that's probably the better way to word it not that other parents piss you off but it's fun to be mean. Listen, fun to be mean, but without being judgmental. Without being judgmental. Without being judgmental. We're not going to be too judgy today. No, Because ju- judginess is probably the worst pet peeve of all, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's, that's the biggie. That's mainly what we're going to talk about is today, that what, most likely. Is that your biggest pet peeve, would you say? Yeah, it is, yeah. Well, yeah. It, it, yeah, definitely. Like, judging your choices and thinking that your choices are better. Yeah, it's just... It's a weird... Weird sort of thing that humans do, really, isn't it? But it's it's quite a deep, complex thing. It's competitiveness, isn't it? Competitiveness. And it's like that, well, I've done it this way, so and it worked for me, so it, why you're not doing it, I don't understand. It's like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's complex, isn't it? It's like a... It's like an emotional experience, isn't it, that you go through biologically, is that competitiveness and that comparison yeah, that you do? Yeah, I think it's more prominent in... I do wonder if it is a little bit because we are naturally group animals, aren't we? Naturally yeah. social animals. And we know that, again, if we were going way back, we'd all, it does say, they say it takes a village, doesn't it? We'd all be chipping in, looking after babies and looking after kids. So there is that little bit of... Well, I'm going to do it this way. Well, I'm going to do it this way. And I think it's just that that instinct that we've got to look after children, especially women or females. It's that instinct and it gets a little bit matriarchal, maybe, would you say? Yeah, I guess it's, it is prevalent, isn't it? Yeah. In mothers, because you, you hang out more, don't you? It, you have to go yeah. to the mum groups usually because of mat leave. It is also particularly prevalent in your own mothers. So... Like your like my mum will have will every now and again make the old comment where it's like, Well, I used to do it this way and it turned out fine. It's like mm. but that's quite a common thing, I think, because one, it's hard for them to watch their children have children. And two, they're always the one that have been teaching, so it must be very strange for them to for their child to turn around and go, Okay, I get that you did it this way, but I'm doing it this way. So it must be weird. But at the same time it's like 
Respect it. <laughs> Respect it? Yeah. R-E-S. P-C-E-T. <laughs> Do I spell that right? I don't yeah, know. I guess so. Don't ask You're me. You're a bit dyslexic, aren't you? Don't ask me. What have I done today? What did I lose today? And what, what, did, what did I, my pregnant brain do? I spent today screaming and crying about my foundation bottle that I couldn't find anywhere. It's pretty much, I still got over th- a quarter of foundation in it. Yeah. Could not find it all morning. Thought and B had taken you, it. You were taking names. You were pissed off. I was like, did you move it? Did B move it? Where's it gone? Couldn't find it anywhere. But then I thought to myself, well, maybe B didn't take it because if B took it and hid it, there'd be lots of bits missing. Because she doesn't just take one thing, does she? Usually she'll come to my, my makeup table and be like, oh, I'm going to get a bit of there. I'm sorry, get a bit of that. Sorry, B, if you're listening to this, but uh, you are not very good at hiding things. No, she's not very good <laughs> at hiding things. But then she kept being like, we was like, have you seen mommy's makeup? She's like, yeah. You're like, where is it? And she was just like, she doesn't know what foundation is. She doesn't know what yeah. foundation is. Um, but I found it in the washing box because that's a logical place to put it. But clearly that's when my pregnant brain decided to put it. It's a safe space. A safe space, which is in the, wa- in the box of clean washing. Which yeah, it ma- doesn't get touched very much. It makes absolutely no sense. But it's like at work, I put the sugar in the fridge. And everyone was looking for sugar for their tea for like a week. Sounds like a song. Sugar in the fridge, sugar in the fridge. Are you going to write that? Put it in trade, the fridge. Trade name um, I can't think of yeah, a word that rhymes with fridge. Just, just don't. But yeah, that's what I ended up doing. So, do you know what my biggest pet peeve is? Go on, tell me. Well, I, I don't. Yeah, okay, it's pet. Yeah, I'm interested to hear this as a dad because, as I say, a lot of it I think is more is more mum based. It's not dad related. What it is is making kids look too adult. That's Ooh, my biggest pet. Yeah, you've always like, hated that. Think when we say pet peeve, like this is. Just, oh, I hate that phrase, pet peeve. I don't even know what it means, but. Like, just things that irk you. But, yeah, making kids look too adult and, like, dressing them up you in get shirts really and stuff out. like that. Yeah. Like, even when they're pretty young, like, putting gel in their hair and stuff like that or buying them really expensive trainers. Mm. That to- that to- irks me. Toddlers and tiaras. Yeah, that's weird. But, yeah, making them look too adult, basically, that just freaks me out. Full yeah, stop. Yeah, I'm, I'm a huge fan of dressing kids like kids. Like, at what other point in your life... Can you wear like like using B's skateboard um, dungarees as an example? These yeah. bright multicolored skateboards. At what other point in your life could you walk down the street wearing that without people looking at you and being like, "Oh God, okay." I mean, or, do you do you? And if I mean, I walk down the street in tie dye dungarees. Well, talk about her iconic combos. She'll wear like a cowboy hat, a tutu, and wellies. <laughs> yeah, she literally looks like Ace Ventura when he gets committed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I think when yeah when people just they try and make them look too adult like that freaks me out. Yeah, I see, hate that. I used to before being a mum, I used to be like, oh look at him in his little suit and his little like little fans and stuff looks so cute. And you were always like, it just doesn't sit right with me. And then as soon as I had and and I used to take the piss out of my mum for what she used to dress me in as a baby or as a kid. And you'd be like, oh my god, mum, you used some seriously crazy colours and stuff. Why did you do that? She was like, she was a kid. I never understood it. And then as soon as I became a mum, I was like, go crazy. Wear crazy colours. Whatever you want to wear. Yeah, and wear clothes that are comfy and easy to get on and off. Yeah, well, she she's not very good at that, though, is she? She no. would wear a party dress every day of she her life. She has to wear the, the party dresses and the party shoes. Yeah, every day of her life, if she could. Yeah. But even then, like, her party dresses are someone else, aren't mm. they? Yeah, they're massive. They're, like, pleated. <laughs> <laughs> Insane. 
loves it. Did you get dressed as a child as a child or would you say you got dressed as a mini person? And no, I, I had kid clothes, like you, 90s kid clothes. Did you? Like dungarees and denim and stuff. Did you hate having to wear like a shirt? I, right, I reckon... I didn't wear a shirt until I was about eight years old. Okay. For a wedding. Yeah. And then after that, not again until I was like 13. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I remember, obviously school, you wore a little polo. Mm. But yeah, I don't ever remember wearing a shirt, ever. I couldn't imagine your mum getting you in one as a no. kid. And plus we were just fucking messy kids. Yeah. We'd ruin it in you an had instant. Beast, you had beast personality as well anyway, didn't you? If some, you wouldn't have worn something you didn't want to wear. It's called hyperactivity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My, I've got a, like a joint biggest one. Okay. The other one is dads that don't help out. Yeah, I like, think we've not, both got that. That's Yeah, I, I, it's actually if we're talking about dad stuff, like dads that expect the mum to do the wake-ups and yeah. expect the mum to do all the cleaning because, in quotations, they're at work all day. Yeah, I wind you up with this, don't I? I think, I think you didn't really know about like acknowledge that these sort of people still existed did you until you became a dad until i'd read yeah. you these scenarios that people would post on like the jew in x groups that i yeah. was on or the facebook groups and i'd post these like scenarios that these women were going through and you were just like what is wrong with these men and also how do these people still exist yeah how the fuck do they hold down wives people just unfortunately still I think, unfortunately, still society still sees raising children as the female's job, as a woman's job. Yeah, that just, that really pissed me off. Like, if I hear anything about a dad that, you know, obviously you do work, but, like, as soon as you get home, you take over. Yeah, some people don't do that, though, because they feel that they've been working all day, so they then go and, I don't know, watch a film or play games or go to the pub. I understand people that have, like, a break, Yeah. But like five, ten minutes. <laughs> yeah. Also, you like, B gets so excited when she sees you when you finish work. So, so excited. Especially if you've been away or in the office. She's yeah. like ecstatic. I only go to the office like once a week. You don't can't I? not take over. I know. Your instinct is to be like, give, I mean, remember when you were in the office and she was a baby, you'd come in. Yeah, okay, I'd be having my little usual mental breakdown. But you'd be like, give me that baby. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't you? Yeah. You missed her. her. Missed her. But we've discussed this before, how you're quite a different mindset. Like, you'd be happy staying at home with a baby. Yeah. Which we might... I think we've already spoken about this, but we might be doing... I watch this space because I reckon at that time you're going to be like, I didn't realise what it entailed. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see how it goes. Watch this space. Yeah. But that is a... Yeah, I know that's a pet peeve of yours. And I'm very lucky to have you because you're very, very helpful. Very helpful when it comes to looking after me. And just like... Helping out. Speaking of kids, right. I think I've mentioned on here quite a few times that the pod listeners are our children, right? You you do like to say that, although I'm sure that the people would disagree. I'm sure they wouldn't. I'm sure they know they're, they're that. They're adults. I'm, I'm daddy. Oh, you, oh Lord. And your mummy. <laughs> no. Um, it was our year. So it was our birthday a few weeks ago, wasn't it? For our po- pod, podiversary. Yeah. Where was our breakfast in bed? And our, like, <laughs> celebrations. Where were the bugles? Where were the... The bugles? I don't know. Your parents. It doesn't happen. That's true. It doesn't happen, does it? No. Yeah. It doesn't happen That's until true. they're at the age that they can sort of get something from you. Well, in theory, if we're only one years old, we are the babies. Yeah, So they should the... be looking after us. God. 
So, pod listener, you need to do better. No, goodness sake. Yeah, I'm expecting something better next year. <laughs> For the second. Shall we go to Reddit? Let's. Your favourite place where you get all of your sources. Oh, yeah. So, on the Ask UK subreddit, mm-hmm. someone asked, fellow parents, what do other parents do or allow their children to do that really irritates you and winds you up? Okay. So, user Lesus460. Mm-hmm. They said their top ones are when they're walking home from school mm-hmm. and they allow their children to run onto other people's driveways and front gardens. I get that, but you know, I do get that. Like that's respect for people's property. It, do does get, happen. it does the happen. The school pickup is chaos. For me as well, it's more like if you had like, for example, we've got Win. If we had dog. a front garden that was gated and she was out there or something and a kid just jumped into that garden. I mean, okay, not a a small child. A small child, I don't think she'd care particularly. She'd probably just be like, where's your mum? But like a teenager or someone jumped, a stranger jumped into that garden, I wouldn't put it past her to run at them barking. She'd fuck them up. Yeah, and like, that's quite dangerous. Yeah. But, you know, you could, the kid could go into somebody's property and what if it was like, yeah, some somebody had like a crazy dog or crazy cat. Or crazy garden gnome. Crazy garden gnome. Yeah. It's a bit of a Does respect happen. thing as well. Property needs to be respected. <laughs> All right, landlord. But I remember, I remember my dad's car getting scratched by kids riding their bikes in our driveway. <sighs> yeah, you can imagine how fuming my dad Ooh, was about that. That's bad. Do you yeah. have to claim car insurance? No, because we couldn't prove that they'd done it. And when, I think, did he call one of the kids out or the parents out on it or something? They were like, you can't prove it was them. Oh, it was like my car as well when the old place got scratched by that kid's bike, didn't it? Oh, shit, yeah. And I knew it was that kid. Yeah. Because the dad was letting that kid ride the bike around our cars. cars. In between the cars. In between the cars. Yeah. That's what I mean. If it's someone's property, it's not really okay. No. The other one that this person's put is when you take your child to soft play and they just ignore their children and let them run around and terrorise everyone. And they're unmonitored. You can comment on this one because you take beta soft play more than I do. Oh, yeah. I, I do the soft play, don't I? Your soft you play, it, Dad. You do it every now and again. But, yeah, there are, there are kids which... Like, I no, hate soft no, play. No older than B. She's three. They'll have, like, a four-year-old. Mm-hmm. And they'll be like, see you later. Just go, in to go get coffee or whatever. And they'll walk off and literally leave the kid in there. Mm-hmm. And if there's, like, siblings, they obviously fight. They go mad. They throw shit around the room. You've had to speak to a couple of kids. Oh yeah, I've told kids off. You've you've put dad voice on, and they've run out. When our kid, I started taking beats off play, and she's like two. There's like four year olds like throwing like soft blocks around the room and stuff like that. Koing her. Yeah. I mean, she put scary dad voice on. Be like, oh. The thing is, is you don't have to do it very often, do you? Because she does defend herself. No, she's. That's uh, the issue we have with her, isn't? Isn't it? Is she's a bit. She's a fighter. She's a bit feisty. Yeah. She, she's not a fighter. Like, she doesn't start fights for no reason. There's usually no, no. always a reason, but she sees red. Yeah, she can defend herself. That's the issue we have, isn't it? She's not the sort of kid that goes, you know, if another kid bumps into her, she doesn't just r- burst into tears. What will usually happen is she might burst into tears, run over to us. We'll say, it's all right, Dan, you know, it was just an accident. And then she'll look at us and be like, well, I'm good. You see her, like, the red mist go over her eyes and you see her look back at that kid and she's like, I'm just going to go and fuck him up. And she'll run at them and then she'll like push them or something. She'll hit them or if they're trying to push past her, she she holds her ground, holds her ground. She doesn't move. She'll 
put her legs up on them or push them back and holds her ground yeah so she's doesn't take shit she doesn't take shit but at the same time like she doesn't just go for kids unprovoked usually i mean they're difficult at this age aren't they they don't have any self-control but um yeah no I, i i don't really i don't really do soft play because it angers me like that that sort of thing frustrates me and also i'm always like soft play is disgusting it's so gross it's so gross it's so gross <laughs> especially when you have to get in there with them i don't Ugh. know if you've done that before no but yeah i always have to go in there i with just her. think back to being a kid and being in soft play and like the amount of like plasters and shit you'd find <laughs> in the bottom of the ball i found like packets of crisps and stuff yeah in there mate before. no it's disgusting yeah but b loves it that's where superbugs form that, soft yeah. play yeah 100 that's where monkeypox came from i reckon mrsa developed in there <laughs> Or the thing that killed MRSA and made super MRSA. <laughs> uh, just thinking about that. Another one is restaurants. Yeah. Kids legging it around restaurants. So you have that pet peeve because you worked within, you worked at a pub, didn't you? Yeah. And what you used to hate, like, you, it was a, it was a, water, a water stones. Tammy just, Tammy just gave up. Just gave up. Weatherspoons. A weatherspoons, thank you. Yeah. Spoonies. A spoonies. And you used to hate carrying food out and kids just running around like mad because you'd be like, if I drop this plate of food on your kid, I'm going to ruin their life. Yeah, and and it was like, that was a common occurrence. Like kids just legging it around the pub. It was a big weatherspoons. And cleaning the tables up after the kids and families. Oh, I I wasn't usually the one doing that. I was just like, if there was no one around, I'd just take the food out. But yeah. yeah. Like, oh, that's one. Parents that just leave pubs and restaurants in a state. Like, B is like a fairly messy eater. Mm. But always, she never makes a mess. We always clean up her mess. Yeah, like, but if like, anything hits the floor, we pick it up. Yeah, but like, she doesn't... She's messy. She mm. usually gets it on herself. But like, some parents like just leave shit everywhere, don't they? Mm. Can't stand that. No, that angers you, doesn't it? No, it's well. That's the the restaurant thing. I think is more of a safety, a safety thing. Like I don't really particularly like seeing like kids running around, but ki- the kids are kids. But then when we were also when you were younger, like they had a lot of places had play areas. Yeah, true. They don't have them anymore. No, it's because health safety isn't it probably insurance. <laughs> I mean, they were always sketchy as yeah, weren't they? But that was always really handy because like, especially like the ones in like McDonald's and stuff like that where. <laughs> If a kid hurt themselves, the parents just couldn't get to them. They're like, "Yeah, the sorry, was. mate. <laughs> sorry, mate. If you smashed your head or whatever, yeah. you're in like a tiny little." I can see you crawling above our heads. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna have to find a way out. Yeah. Like in Jingle all the way when he's like chasing that kid with yeah. the ball. Yeah, that's what it used to be like. But it is hard for kids as well because like there isn't anything for them to do in this. You can understand why they get bored. Yeah. Or well, thing is, I, it was beaten into me as a kid. Like, don't run around restaurants because my mum was a waitress yeah and also obviously what happened to your brother who thought it'd be funny to play around in a restaurant oh fuck yeah i've told that story before haven't i yeah i think so but i'll very like... briefly tell it again but Brief. my my brother had like a little screwdriver set that he had in a cracker a christmas cracker mm. and he undid this salad cart from the wall which was literally like a wagon it was a that salad ha- cart if you remember the old salad carts in the harvester yeah it was literally a salad cart he undid it from the wall and it flipped up and all the salad went everywhere so he just pretended to faint on the floor and everyone's like oh my god are you okay oh my god and he was like 
I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> but my mum knew she <laughs> he'd knew. been fucking around. <laughs> and they all got like free meals and stuff. <laughs> That's brilliant. So yeah. Yeah, it's beaten into us as kids not to fuck around in restaurants. So bad. Yeah. So, so bad. No, we were always just told you had to sit down till you finished your meal. And yeah. Which, I mean, that's one thing we do try with B, don't we? At the minute is, can you just wait for everyone else to finish, please, darling? It's fine if you don't want to eat. It's fine if you don't want what's in front of you. I'm not going to force feed you. But just sit and wait with everyone else. But we try and bring something with us, don't we? Yeah, like a little toy or something. <clears throat> a toy or magazine or something that she can do or play with. Yeah. While we're out. But it is really hard for kids. It is hard for kids to stay Especially still. Especially when they're young. But it's a bit of a it is a bit of a safety thing if there's hot food running around. Yeah. Running around? Hot food's running around. There's a rotisserie chicken quit, laying it down yeah, the quit. hallway. Catch my chicken. <laughs> uh, lunatic onion said parents that allow their kids to chase ducks. I, I thought the pet peeve was lunatic onions. I was like, I mean I hate them too. <laughs> parents that allow their kids to chase ducks um, <gasps> at nature parks. That's one of mine. Chase pigeons and stuff like that. Teach your kids respect for animals. Yes, that is a big one of mine. A yeah. big, big one of mine. I know a lot of parents do it. And even Bee's Nursery let them do it yeah. at the forest school. Yeah. And I made a comment, didn't I? And yeah. I think they were a bit taken back by it. And I, afterwards I was like, oh no, am I one of those mums? But they were saying like, oh, the kids were all, you know, they had a great time and they were all chasing the ducks and everything. And I just said, oh, we don't chase ducks, do we, Blakey? And Blakey was going, no. Because they said, didn't they? They said, oh, she didn't really want to join in. The yeah. kids were playing with, the, were chasing the ducks and she didn't really want to join in. And I said, no, that's okay. We knows. don't chase ducks, do we, Bee? And she was like, no, don't chase animals. And the, the key worker was like, oh, well, you know, it was only ducks and pigeons. And I was like, we teach that we don't agree with chasing animals. You don't antagonize any animal. It's not fair and it's not nice. And I also, I'm not being funny, I remember trying to chase try to chase a goose once at, <laughs> as a kid, once in my life. That quickly changed. As soon as that goose turned around and was like, actually, kid, I'm going to have you, never did it again. But I don't personally agree with children chasing did, animals. Did the goose break your arm? No. Are you the kid? I the wasn't that arm? kid, but it did chase us. It chased my sisters as well. But that's what I mean. I don't think you should, because it's, it's very difficult for children to understand the con, like understand being around animals anyway. Because obviously they can't read their body language, their body, they're learning adult human body language. And then to try and chuck in another species as well, it's quite confusing for them. For example, I always use the, the main example of dogs snarling to a toddler would look like a smile, which is yep. what they're learning from an adult. So it's quite scary how different the body language is. You then trying to teach a child like, oh, don't antagonise the dog, don't antagonise the cat, but go out there and chase a pigeon or go out there and chase a duck. Yeah. Like, that's not fair. Or go moo at the cow. Or... Yeah, go moo at the cow or, you know, like stamp your feet at a horse or something. That's not, not really, in my opinion, is not okay. And, you know, if, I've said this before, if people went out of their way to understand animals' body language more, there would be less bites and injuries yeah. to children. Massive, like so many. So but that's, Links to another one of my pet peeves. People that let their kids climb all over their dogs. We're going to do an episode about pet safety soon. Yeah, we do need to. Because it's it's becoming even more and more of a thing. Like, I see it frequently. I know, I think I think TikTok and Facebook and Instagram, yeah. the algorithms do it to get to me. I swear to God. But also because people think it's cute. That's the problem. I have so many videos pop up like, oh, they're best friends. Oh, look at them. 
they're cuddling or, you know, this, look at this dog's loving this cuddle. And it's like every single sign that that dog is giving right now is please leave me alone. Mm. Please leave me alone. I mean, how lucky are we that Winnie is very good with her body language. She's such, she's so clear with it. Um, so we can always, we always step in and Bee's very good at respecting yeah, her space. Yeah, she's so good. Um, again, because we've taught her from a very, very, very early age. You just have to remind her, say like, don't get in the dog's face. Yeah, Don't, yeah. you know, touch the dog like that. Yeah, dogs, like doggies it. don't like cuddles. You know, you can stroke her and if she comes up to you, also don't take toys off of her unless she brings them over to you. Just things like that. Most people don't. And, I, you know, like I see, I, I get sent pictures and videos of people like, oh, look how cute this is. And it'll be something like a toddler, like laying over a golden retriever's back. And I'm like, why? That yeah. dog is not going to like that. Yeah. It's not a human. Like, and the dog's like panting, its eyes are wide, it's licking its lips. I'm like, that dog is going to bite. You push that dog, it's going to bite. Yeah. We'll go back to that. Yeah, we will. In another episode. Because you're... It's going to be like a fire hose, isn't it? You're yes. Going to be like, it's a passion of mine, educating uh, parents on how to be good pet owners and good parents at it's the same be like time. In Lord of the Rings, they're like, release the river, the Ents. Just such a nerd. <laughs> such a nerd. I'm just imagining you now as like Treebeard or something. Pank. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Panic Attack City 91. Mm, great name. Um, parents that park right outside of schools on double yellows and block up roads. I don't feel we can comment on this yet because we've not got to that point. A school but drop it's offs. fucking bedlam, isn't it? The drop off is crazy. Because I, I run to the office in the morning Yeah. when I go. I have to run past a couple of schools mm. and it's fucking bedlam well I mean I've had it when I've tried to get to the doctors for like nine o'clock and they're yeah. all dropping them off around the corner and it's like none of this parking's legal <laughs> yeah. none of this parking's legal triple parking and you know as my father says if an ambulance needed to get through there <laughs> you'd be pretty screwed you love saying that I do <laughs> but also they like yeah it's they're crazy as well aren't they like they're so like gotta get the kids to school they just swing open the doors <laughs> no one gives a shit not really one for us, mm. but parents that tell... This is from user Dinosaurus, mm. with a Z. Uh, parents that tell people without children, oh, it will happen one day, oh, or yeah. can't wait for it to happen, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Especially when people can't have children or don't want children. It's a big thing. You know, Child, Child-free by choice. Yeah, there's so many... I was, funny enough, I was talking to my boss about this last night. There's certain things that people say that you're just like, why? Why are you saying that? And one of them is, when are you having kids? Or you'll understand this mm-hmm. one day. Or when are you having your next one just as you've had a baby? It's very insensitive. And some people just don't want to have kids. Some people can't have kids. Some people struggle with child loss or fertility issues. And some people just don't want them. Can't fucking afford them. Yeah, just like leave people Straight be. Straight up don't want them. It's also no one's business. Yeah. Nobody's business. Yeah, you get it. There's a lot of like pressure isn't there from older people and family members mm. all the time because mm. i'm not one of these people as well that we have it we we see a little bit of it at work where you'll get people who have animals and their animals are like their children they don't everything on their animals and then you'll get people with kids make a comment like oh if they're this bad with a dog you wait until they have kids 
And it's like, well, actually, maybe, you know, you shouldn't compare. They are their children. So just, like, leave it be. I don't see anything wrong in somebody doting on an animal. That's fine. That, little, that animal's only going to be on this planet for a small amount of time. Oh. Make that tiny chihuahua's life like a king. Close your ears, like, Winnie. You're going to live forever. Oh. Like, let that chihuahua live like a king. Yeah. Yeah. Just make sure you treat it like a normal dog so it doesn't <laughs> turn into... Doesn't get a complex. Doesn't turn into Satan's pube. Like it's small and evil. <laughs> Satan's pew. Yeah, well, I couldn't think. Well, I was going to say ball because it's a bit bigger than a ball, isn't it? But it's, I don't know. Satan's pew. That's how I'm going to describe. Might need to workshop that one a bit more. Yeah, I might need to. <laughs> <laughs> just, just to round off other parents. Yeah. Mm. I saw a tweet the other day. Uh, this is this is a repost from something. I don't know who the original person was, but uh, the user on Twitter, Maris Sofleur. Right. Said, just imagine being in this relationship. And what it is, actually, you can describe it. You describe what you're seeing here. Okay. But she tweeted, imagine being in this relationship. So it's two parents. The wife looks terrifying. I'm not going to lie to you. She's got a very scary smile. And the husband looks like he would like to find the nearest gun. <laughs> and it's, and they've got a daddy's sticker chart. And it's basically a list of <laughs> a list of chores, and at the end there's like and stickers, and then at it's the like end, a reward chart. Yeah, isn't it's it? like a reward chart, and then at the end he gets a reward. So first one's washing dishes. He's got two stickers on there so far, and then it's a twelve pack of your favourite beer. Put the toilet seat down. No nagging for a week. Change blowout diaper. Naked hula dance from yours truly. Bathe the rugrats. I won't donate your favourite pit stain T-shirt. Pack the kids' lunches. One get-out-of-the-doghouse-free card. Vacuum car seats. Don't have to go to some annoying kids' birthday party. And clean up sick and you get a BJ. Like, God, dude, you should be doing that anyway. <laughs> you shouldn't need a sticker chart. For God's sake, your kid's shut. Just change the nappy. That feeds into my biggest pet peeve is like, yeah, dads are just, that's not even the bare minimum, is it? That's just like a list of like seven chores. Maybe I, sh- maybe should I should make just... a sticker chart for you that would just include stop leaving the fucking spoon out when you make the coffee. Just <laughs> the coffee that. spoon. The coffee spoon. Yeah. Just and what, that. every time I don't do it, I get a sticker. Yeah. What would be my reward? Uh, naked hula dance. Do you want a naked hula dance with me right now? Yeah. With how I look? Yeah. Can't see anything under this belly. Hello, I... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if you get a chance, guys, search this tweet because the, the replies are just amazing. What are they? I'll let you read this one. This one from Jennifer C. Martin. So from Jennifer C. Martin, I have an obedience app with one of my partners, but it's a kink shit. This is a million times more degrading and mine is for the express purpose of degrade degrade <laughs> can't speak degradation degradation and then somebody's put what's the app called i'm asking for a friend <laughs> yeah bad that dad does not look like he wants to participate no he? he should clearly be participating more though i hate that i i can't stand people that no offense dudes but put the toilet seat down you've you're very good at it generally you're very very good at I it i am 
Yeah. I'm and like considering a, you grew up in a house full of boys, yeah. you have always really pleasantly surprised me. Like with that. 99% of the time, I get it right. Yeah. yeah. Pleasantly surprised me. Did you notice it a lot when you lived in a house with boys at, at uni? Was it always up? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Was it Any the dream? house I go to. Was it, was it the dream? No, I, I don't. Did no, you, you still should, instinctively put it down, though? You should shut it because when you flush it, the poo particles don't go all around the room. I never thought about that, and now that's really disgusting. So I'm yeah. like, how many bum, how many poo particles have I breathed in? <laughs> yeah. So that's other parents' pet peeves. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about ourselves. Okay. What do you think? What What's your What's a thing that you do that you bet other parent uh, other parents hate that piss them off? It's got to be the cloth nappy thing, I reckon. <laughs> Probably. I mean, I go on about them so you bloody much. smug bitch. I am a smug bitch, that's it. I think people do probably feel that way. I'm a smug bitch. And also, yeah, no, I think the cloth, the cloth nappy thing's probably the biggest. Yeah, and I mean, there's, there's lots of... The, the, some pet peeves with parents, it can be a little bit of just... Like, having different ways of parenting and automatically comparing them. Yeah. So I... I'm a real mix of things, aren't I? I'm a real mix of things. I don't think I'm overly crunchy. I don't think I'm overly not crunchy. I obviously we. Use, you're not a school gate mum. I'm yeah. not a school gate mum, but I'm also you know I use you're not, cloth you're nappies. You're not part of the, the Chelsea Tractor Club. No, I use cloth nappies. I breastfed, but I also combi fed my child and know that formula has a place in the world and had a c-section so like i i'm not overly crunchy but what i can't stand is the judgy extremes on both sides you're like a soft bake cookie i'm like a soft bake cookie yeah. than a crunchy one like a fruity bake <laughs> but you're like a fig roll i'm like a, i fucking hate fig rolls <laughs> why you've got such an unhealthy obsession with fig rolls Daniel. Unhealthy. it is How about like a pack a month and then you got bee into them as well. Oh, she loves that shit. Gross figgy rolls, like a middle-aged man. And, and she calls them figgy rolls as figgy well. Figgy rolls, because you, you make her call them figgy rolls. <laughs> she thinks they're called figgy rolls. <clears throat> um, yeah, so it's like the extreme judgmentals on both sides. So, for example, I when I took B to a baby group once, there was that mum there. And I think B was how old? She was still really young, like four or five months old. Yeah. And that mum had a baby that was a little bit older, crawling around everywhere. And um, she did the whole, oh, how old is she? I said, how's she sleeping? And I hate that question anyway. Yeah. It was like, like a baby. <laughs> Not. And I said, oh, you know, I said, we're, we're sleeping like a baby. I said, she's hit that four month sleep regression and, you know, I'm just doing what I need to do to get through it. Well, you need to nip that in the bud. And I was like, what? She was like, well, yeah, you need to sleep training. It's the best thing I ever did. And was just for a good five minutes just talking at me about how she's just playing me, how she needs to learn to self-soothe. All this time, she didn't pay attention to her child once, who twice, the woman that was running it, had to go and pick this child up from the corner of the room. And, yeah, was just laying into me about how damaging letting your child, you know, reacting to your child's cries and stuff can be and how you need to let them self-soothe. Just absolute bullshit, and I was just like, and by the end of it, I let her talk. And by the end of it, I was just like, well, I'm, I'm quite happy with what I'm doing at the minute. <laughs> like, yeah. As politely as possible, piss off. 
But that was like, and it was really, really, it sounded really judgmental. And she's like, well, this is how I do it. And this is the best way. And, you know, if you don't do that, you're going to damage your child and da, da, da. And it's like, you're going to create a needy child. I was like, what? So she's five months old, woman. She doesn't, how is this, how is that child manipulating me? I can shout boo and she shits her pants. Like, she's not going to, she's not a freaking James Bond villain. She's not going to manipulate me, is she? She's not going to be mean, like, she might, Yeah, she might look like Blofeld. But she's, yeah. she's she's not at that age, and yeah, so stuff like that. So you get one extreme. I then got also a lot of comments, didn't I, from with breastfeeding, as we've discussed before, by certain family members when it reached this, past a certain point. Six months seemed to be the that point, didn't it? For so many family members, they were like, yeah. "Are you going to keep feeding?" And I'm like, "Yeah." Oh well, when are you going to put her onto formula? I'm not. Or she's compu-fed, so she has one bottle of formula a day. Yeah, but when are you going to stop breastfeeding? At the minute, I'm fine. Like, why Why are you bothered by it? Why are you bothered by it? Or I'd also How does get it the whole... You? Yeah, I'd get the whole, that's why she's not sleeping. <laughs> no, she's not sleeping because she's a baby. And she hasn't learned to sleep independently yet. And she's waking up frequently because, you know, Mother Nature wants her to stay alive. And she thinks that a tiger's going to come and snatch her from her nest. That's why she's waking up. But you also then get the other side that are extreme. that are like, I don't believe in vaccinating my children. And it's like, if you vaccinate your children, you'll sentence them to death. And it's like, oh, Jesus Christ. You can't win either way. You can't cannot win. win. Can't win either way. I mean, you also get mums that make you feel awful for giving them fish fingers. You How know? fucking dare you put that poison in my That's child? That's it, yeah. How dare you give them fish fingers and chips? And how dare you let them have screen time? And I find myself falling into it. Like, I'll be on Instagram and I'll see these perfect, like, this is the meal I prepared for my child. I made them baby-friendly overnight oats for breakfast. And I'm like, here's some Cocoa Pops, babe. Oh, she likes her Cocoa Pops. I know, but that's what I mean. Like, and I can't help it. I look and I'm like, oh, God, that's the dream. But sometimes... Moderation. Sometimes it? it's just not doable. It's not, is it? We no. all live very, very stressful lives. That's the thing. It's like, don't... I'm not going to force it on anybody. But, yeah, if people... Like, I'm quite prone as well to, like, baby showers and stuff. I can't help it. I'll bring them a... You know, I'll get them some reusable wipes because they were a game changer for us. Yeah. You don't want to use them, fine, don't use them. But at least have them in the house because if you do start using them, you're never going to want to start using them. <laughs> so, straight up. Straight up. Well, there was a mum's net, Fred. Oh, that, mum's net. That cursed place. Was it Was it saying the Lion King? You should never go there. Yeah, that's it, mum's net. That is exactly <laughs> what that is, that dark place. Yeah, by uh, Toucan Crossing, the user was called. So what's the pettiest parent peeve that annoys you about other parents? Mm. So I thought, we're going to be on this. Like, a lot of things about us are on here. And I was right. So... <laughs> Well, this one doesn't really count, but the internal, the eternal one-upmanship, regardless of the actual topic, i.e. if my baby got its first two but four months, their baby yeah. got it at two months, et cetera, et cetera. That's, yeah. that's normal, is it? There's a lot of one-upmanship all the time. It reminds me of the Bluey episode, the baby race, isn't it? Baby race, yeah. Yeah, where you can't help sometimes but compare your child. And it's horrible and you shouldn't because they all do their own thing. But yeah, you can't help but compare a little bit. Another one, uh, Susie Doozy says, being lectured about how much uh, screen time my kid should have by watching TV. Uh, I don't judge people for using whatever tech they do, so why do I? Why is it such an issue when I do? Mm-hmm. Standard. I get that. I get that. 
I think it's down to the individual, isn't it? Like B at the minute has a lot of screen time because I'm pregnant and I can't keep up with her yeah. playing. But at the same time, she doesn't have her own tablet and we don't let her have screen time in public usually. Oh like yeah. Out and about. Unless she's really kicking off, we might get our phone out for a bit. I might put Disney Plus on the phone, yeah. Yeah. Gita Riggle on. What what a name. She hates gentle hands after someone else's kid has smacked someone or the parent. <sighs> but it why? It doesn't work, she says. Okay. But what, what? what's her alternative? Has she said an alternative? No, she says it doesn't work. See, I'm a big fan of gentle hands because it's showing... Kids learn by watching, right? So if you teach them not to hit by hitting them back or shouting in their face, you're basically teaching them that shouting and hitting is okay, surely. I don't know. I disagree with that one. I personally like gentle hands. And B does do gentle hands. She, she does. She knows how to do gentle hands. Mm-hmm. She and forgets herself. She has lack that's of impulse the thing, control. Is it's, she doesn't have impulse control at the moment. She'll have her moment where she's not using gentle hands. But straight afterwards, she does acknowledge what she's done. She knows what she's done. And she like... Well, because the thing is, we say gentle hands and we use gentle hands, but and you sort of acknowledge why she's done that. Have you done that because you feel angry? And it's usually, yes, I feel angry. Or sometimes you don't even have to ask her why she's done it, do you? She'll just be like, I was angry. (laughs) (laughs) Angry hands. Yeah. Seriously, 79. Allergies. It seems to be the coolest thing now if your kid has an intolerance to something. (laughs) Oh, as someone whose baby had cow milk protein allergy, that's a freaking... Dumbass thing to say. Allergies are not freaking fashionable. They can kill children. They're very common. <laughs> Luckily, bees wasn't that bad. Hers sort of developed more as an intolerance, didn't it? Yeah. But like one of my friend's little boys, he's very allergic to things. For example, you give that kid a peanut, you're going to kill him. For example, would you, if, so, if an adult turned to you and said, oh, I'm allergic to peanuts, would you give them peanuts? No. No. And a child can't say that. So respect the parents. Just don't risk it. Like, you're not going to kill a kid by not giving it a peanut butter sandwich, but you could if you did. Also, when they're young and they're doing weaning and stuff like that, you don't really know. So no. You just steer clear of certain things. It's scary. It's yeah. like I, you, I've, I'm on a cow milk protein allergy page on Facebook and some of the people on there that are like, their families are like, oh, I just gave him a little bit of chocolate. <laughs> and then they're like... That kid's been up all night screaming in pain, a rash, yeah. in agony. And they're like, oh, well, you know, he's never going to de- He's never gonna get over it if he doesn't try it. And it's like, it's an allergy. Yeah. It's a medical condition. You don't just give people stuff they're allergic to and hope they get better. That's a gluten. That's a gluten. <laughs> <laughs> all right, lo- last one from Mum's Nap, because this, mm-hmm. this is a the bad triggering. place, isn't it? Yeah, it's triggering. It's like... That is where the Chelsea tractor mums and the turfs hang out, isn't it? That is the one thing, one bit of advice I gave our friend that's pregnant recently. She said if the, and it wasn't just me, it was someone else as well at a baby shower. She was like, what's the one thing that I shouldn't, you know, she was like, can you give me one bit of advice? And both of us were like, don't go on the internet in the middle of the night and don't look on mum's net. <laughs> Done. It's good for a laugh, but only because it's so cringe. Yeah. All right, last one. Let's all scream at the Sistine. Right. That's the user. Um, just put in quotations, cloth bums. No comment. (laughs) 
What's wrong with the cloth bums? Leave them alone. I think people just don't like the smugness, do they? I don't think people like the smugness. They don't. But I also even that's when I... the same with anything environmental. If you do it, you, people you think have you're being right, smug. You have a right to feel smug, I think, because yeah. you are being a legend. Yes, yeah, yeah, and screw you. I've saved X amount of nappies from a bloody landfill. I'm happy with that. Exactly. Yeah. And same also, thing if cute. you're vegan or vegetarian, fucking tell everyone that shit. Yeah, well done. I, wish I like I, it. <laughs> I wish I could do it. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's a bit. It's a little bit of jealousy, I think. It is. It? It's jealousy. You wish you could do it. You wish you had cloth bum. Yeah, well, they just <laughs> haven't got anything better to say, so they just say it's bad. Yeah, let's let's just go with that. Yeah, L- listen to us being all smug. <laughs> We're those parents that they hate. You got any final thoughts on pet peeves and annoying other parents? No, just that. You know, just you do you. You had a you nice conversation you. today, didn't you? With Oh, another mum. Yeah, so I was talking, I basically had put, I've put on Instagram about, um, had a midwife appointment today and just talking about monitoring. So I was a bit worried because I'm going for my VBAC, but that it was saying on the information they sent me that baby would need monitoring throughout the labour. And I want monitoring because that's me and I'm a weirdo. So that's one thing. I'm, you know, crunchy in certain ways, but in other ways, I am personally more relaxed in a hospital environment than I am in my home when it comes to being... Or a birth centre. Yeah, or a birth centre. Personally, I, I'm weird. I like to know there's a theatre next door if I need it. <laughs> but that's probably just from working in vet med for the amount of years I have. You like the beeps and the needles? I love a beep. I'm such a fan of a beep. I drive everyone at work mental because of how many things I put on my patients. If my or machi- machines. People at work get stressed every time the machine beeps. And I'm like, yeah, talk to me, baby, talk to me. <laughs> like, I need I need the beeps. If I could, like, doctors Come on, as Wally, well. tell me. Yeah, literally. If I like Dopplers as well, sometimes I what I would do a lot of the time with certain patients is I'd clip up a patch, attack, attach a Doppler, which is um, trying to explain it. It it basically it's the sound of the blood flow. Is so this like, why you like BB eight so much? Yeah, probably because he's a machine. Because he but, beeps. You know, it's like when they listen to baby's heart and it goes. Yeah, yeah. It's a Doppler, so it's like the blood the blood flow. I always if I if I have a Doppler available strap that onto my patient and have that going all the way through theatre. Some vets love it because they're like, oh, amazing, I can hear the heart the whole way through. And then others are like, can you just, can you just put the headphones in, please? Can you just put the headphones in, please? I don't need to hear this. Or if it goes up, they're like, this is stressing me out. This is just stop. But I like beeps, always have done. I'm a control freak. It's just how I am. And I was just talking to another mum who's, she's had, you know, home birth and everything. And she just messaged me saying, you know, well, you know, you don't have to have the monitoring if you don't want to. And I explained, oh, actually... Out. Yeah, so I'll give her a shout out. It was Chloe, who's a um, minimalist mum. She's lovely anyway. And I think shout she's out. Shout out. I think she's got four children. And her most recent one that she had in July so it's a new baby. Congrats. Um, she had a home birth. And we were just saying how she, I, you know, I take my hat off to anyone that can do a home birth, you know, each of their own. For me, that would be more stressful than me being in a hospital personally. But she was saying how relaxing it was. But there are two mums there that have you know, just different wants or something when it comes to birth, but getting on fine. Like, you don't have to be only friends with one type of person or communicate with any one type of person. Like, just, mate, just get on with it. It's hard. Parenting's hard. Yeah. Parenting's hard. You do what you have to do. Yes. We have to stop that petty infighting that happens. Mm -hmm. We need to reconcile our differences me to not turn into these little tribal cliques and things like that. Hold hands all over the world. We need to unite against the common enemy. Yeah. Old people. 
<laughs> oh, judgmental people. They are every parent's enemy. <laughs> One of the most dangerous sayings in the English language is, we've always done it this way. Yeah. That is true in every aspect. And also they get right in your baby's face and try and kiss your baby and stuff like Sneeze that. Sneeze on them. <laughs> try and kiss your baby without Sorry, their consent. No, that's, that's ageist. Not old people. Mum's net is the common enemy. It's, mum's net is the common enemy. I agree with you there. No, that's, genera- that's a generational thing. We've discussed that before, that there is a real difference with generations, but there always is. Every generation does stuff slightly differently. But yeah, it's just... It's, it's been more obvious, I think, recently, hasn't it, for a lot of uh, new parents, I feel. It's a different way of parenting. But I want to just say I've been unbelievably proud of how well my mum has coped. I didn't think she'd be as on board with our way of parenting. And she was, don't get me wrong, she's constantly verbally like, I wouldn't do this, I wouldn't do this. But she does it. Yeah. Doesn't she? Because <laughs> um, generally it's... Like it's the style that works for B, isn't it? Mm-hmm. That's the thing. She's such a different child, and she's always saying to me, you can't, "She's like, you can't have a shouting match with that child. You can't. You won't win it. We can't shout between us. If we argue, she's straight she in the involved. middle. She's in the middle, going ah, like just making fun of us, going. Bah, 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 bah. She gets involved. She yeah. gets involved. That kid reacts more to you actually getting down to her and talking to her, and yeah, you know, for example, when she's being three. We are having a lot of the lashing out at the minute. She gets very strong waves of emotion, doesn't she? Like she'll burst into tears over something, be so devastated, insist on having a cuddle, which is fine. And then other times it's like she's so, so angry and she doesn't know what to do with her anger and she can't control herself and she pinches and hits and stuff. And it gets to the point where she's that angry and you can't talk to her because there's no point talking to a toddler when they're right in the height of a tantrum because yeah. it's like talking to a brick wall. They're just in that emotion. If I just hold her hands and I say, I'm not going to let you hurt mummy. And if you can't stop trying to hurt mummy, I'm going to walk away. And mummy's going to protect, I'm protecting my body and I'm going to go away. That has such an effect on her, doesn't yeah. it? Oh my gosh, she's, it's like everything stops and she's like, no, 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 no. Don't go away, don't go away, don't go away. Yeah. Not that I'm using me going away as a punishment. I'm just trying to teach her. That I'm going to protect, you know, I'm not allowing you to hurt me and that, you know, we yeah. have to respect our own bodies and everything like that. And she does dragon breathing, which is very cool. Oh, the dragon <laughs> breathing breaks my heart every time she does she dragon goes, breathing. <gasps> when she's really upset. I better now. That's it. Yeah, yeah. She does some big, dig, big deep breaths, asks for a cuddle, sits there and then just goes, <sighs> I better now. And that's it. Carries on with the day. She's just regulating. They, they struggle to regulate. They don't understand their emotions. I mean, God, I'm 29 and I still throw tantrums. Fucking tell me about it. <laughs> On that note, thank you so much for listening today, guys. Cheers. We release an episode every Friday. Hit us up. Come join us. Come join us. Yeah. Send us messages. Send us your pet peeves. Please send us your pet peeves. We've also got an email address, which I always forget to tell people about. Do we? We do. You can find us at hello at weirdparents.co.uk. Hello. So send all your fucking messages and let's pet get, peeves. Let's get some listener tales in. Listener tales, whatever you want. Just send them in. Do it anonymously if you want, whatever. You can get us on Instagram as well. Yeah. Hello at weirdparents.co.uk. Awesome. Thank you so much, guys. Cool. Have a good week. Bye. Bye.